Welcome to the Small Business Sessions powered by Zero. My name is Emma Jones, founder of Enterprise Nation, and every week I'm joined here in our Enterprise Nation HQ in East End, London, by an expert or entrepreneur to talk about different aspects of starting and growing a business. So today I'm very delighted that Ed Sanford from Chad Sand Accountants is here with me in the studio. Welcome, Ed. Good morning, Emma, and thank you very much for having me on your podcast series. Really fantastic to hear some of the small business stories that you promote on this. And so, you know, real pleasure to be here. Well, lovely to have you. And just before, Ed, we're going to talk about accounting. So kind of what businesses have to consider as they're starting and growing. But just before we do, tell us a little bit about your practice at Chad San. Sure. We set up Chad San, myself and co-founder Matthew, back in 2011, And the core belief was really that the accounting industry was underserving the small business community. And I think the sort of the two areas that we really felt were were lacking were the fact that the communication between accountants and small businesses was too infrequent. And it was often very backward looking, whether it be the annual accounts process, which was completed after year end. And we really wanted to see if we could address the the sort of real world decisions that need to be made in real time from a finance perspective. So I think what's enabled that has been the advent of cloud accounting, particularly software such as Xero, which have you know enabled us to work with clients in the real time and, and help them make decisions which which really impact the growing growth of their business. No, absolutely. And of course, this podcast is brought to everybody by Xero. We've had Gary Turner who manages Xero on. So uh, I think all of our listeners get the distinct idea that we all love Xero. But as you say, critically, it has helped small businesses manage their cash flow, manage their business better. So let's just kind of talk through, I guess, the journey of a small business. So say I'm starting up, I've got an idea, maybe I've kind of sold a few things to friends and family, but I'm at the early stages of thinking, can I turn this idea into a business? What kind of accounting questions should, be, should I be asking myself at this stage? Sure. Well, the, I mean, the, the, the first big decision to make is whether you're incorporator as a limited company or you continue to trade, at least to start with, as, as a sole trader. And I think the, uh, the important part of the decision there is understanding the responsibilities if you do incorporate as a limited company with regards to annual filings with Companies House and trading under the Companies Act and so on. Um, and it may be that to start with, it's more appropriate to, to trade as a sole trader until you, you realize that your business has actually got off the ground and there's some traction there. And then, then you can always look to, to, to incorporate at a later date. But the good thing, if you did decide to become a limited company, it's not that expensive to actually form one, is it? I know it's one of the, the kind of almost one of the things that's led to so many startups in Britain is it's quite a low cost to actually form a company. Absolutely. I mean, starting a company is really a very straightforward process. Um, what tends to be more challenging is not necessarily incorporating the company, but carrying out tasks such as opening a bank account to start with, which although um, there are numerous disruptors coming into the market at the moment, the, the traditional high street banks can be quite challenging. And it's, it's, it's certainly worth not underestimating how long it can take to open a bank account. But yeah, incorporating a company is, is, is a straightforward process in the UK. And just on the bank accounts, do you suggest that whether starting as a sole trader or a limited company, that a business owner does try and keep their business affairs separate by opening a business bank account? Can't they just run all of this through their personal account? Absolutely. It, you know, it really is critical to be able to, from day one, be able to ring fence your business activity from your personal activity and that's not just to keep your accountant happy, but it's to be able to understand what's going on in the business and be able to keep control on, of, of what you're spending and 
importantly, what you're earning from from your client base. Fantastic. So you can keep control of that. We'll talk in a moment about tools also that can kind of help you do it. But say now I'm growing. So kind of I've opened my business bank account. Say I've set up as a limited company. My sales are coming in. I'm thinking of hiring my first person. I've got VAT returns to consider. Again, at kind of the point around, you know, almost going from kind of me, the founder, to then hiring a couple of people. What then are kind of the accounting things from a cash and a financial planning perspective, do I need to consider? Sure. Well, I mean, you touched on the beginning there some important decisions you need to make about, for example, whether you register for VAT, which until you hit the threshold of 85,000 in the UK, is, is not, uh, you're not obliged to do that, but it may be beneficial to do that. So that's important. And particularly if you're looking to employ people, there are parts of the UK HMRC PAYE legislation that you need to take into account. So the, those sort of compliance matters need to be thought about beforehand. But then certainly when you move on and you've got the business up and running, the, you know, having some understanding or some plan of, of how your business will look from a cash flow perspective over the, the coming sort of 12 months from when you set up is really, really important. Yeah, mm, So much about the planning to know what's coming. Just back to the kind of startup, because it's a question we hear a lot at Enterprise Nation is um, people will kind of come to us and, and say, right, well, I've got this idea and say it was to kind of make um, hair clips. And they say, right, I'm making some hair clips. I'm kind of selling them a little bit to friends and family. I'm doing a couple of markets. When do I really need to tell the tax man that I'm trading? So kind of your thoughts on that question of when do you really need to tell HMRC that you're kind of starting out in business? Well, I think from from day one, you need to be keeping track of your records because even if you're a sole trader, you're still going to have to report on the profits that the business generates from day one. And likewise, if you're incorporated as a limited company, for example, again, from day one, it's really absolutely vital that you keep track on all the activities. So that's any sales invoices you issue, any costs you incur, and particularly, you know, if, if you are VAT registered, important to make sure that you've got some mechanism and, and hopefully that would be a cloud accounting tool like Zero of, of really keeping track of, of what's going on there. And just on that, and, and first of all, just to clarify, so as you say, from kind of day one, you should really be telling the authorities that this is what you're doing. Um, I do understand that um, if you're starting out and say you're incurring expenses, so maybe you've bought equipment, you've bought stock, you can claim those costs back, can't you? So when in your first year of business, maybe if you don't make that many sales, you can still claim those costs and maybe even at the end of that year get a tax refund. So do you, for businesses, for how long can they go back to claim the costs that they're incurring to start the business? Yeah, it's a, again a very good point because um, if you incorporate as a business, there are, there, you, one is able to put through pre-startup costs into the business. So I think the, the, the message is from day one, when you start thinking about this business plan, it may well be that there are costs you're incurring that can be de- directly attributed to the business. So keeping track of everything from day one, from even when you just have that initial idea is really key. Keep hold of those receipts. And so you've mentioned, Ed, a lot of things. So there's VAT, there's kind of should I incorporate, then there's things that I can get kind of my tax back on. At which point should a business owner think, right, I really need an accountant to help me with this? Okay, that's a really good question. And I think the way we look at that is is slightly differently in the sense that I think if you accept that the keeping your books on a platform like Zero is more than just compliance and keeping the taxman happy, what it does is it makes your life a lot easier. For example, raising sales invoice on an accounting platform, you'll always be able to keep track of them rather than looking for that word file. And, you know, keeping track of your business banking with linking that into Zero. And just generally being able to use technology from uh, having the app on your iPhone to, to on a laptop anywhere you can access the internet 
is really key to being able to know what's going going on and making your life easier. So I think if you accept that that's, that's a good starting point, the question then is, can you do that on your own or would you need an accountant to help you set that up? And importantly, get to know how to use it to the, the advantage to running your business yourself. So I think having an accountant from the beginning can really help you set things up correctly and help you get the best out of platforms such as Zero, which again, in turn, will, will make your life easier and, and more efficient with Lovely. regards to running the finances. And do you find, as an accountant with kind of lots of um, growing business clients, do you feel that businesses should kind of almost meet a few accountants first to kind of check out? I mean, is it just a compliance relationship where I never see my accountant because all it's, it's all going through zero? Or should I try and find someone where I feel that there's that kind of trusted advisor relationship? Absolutely. I, I mean, I certainly think you should you should speak to a number of accountants before you make your decision. And I think the, the key attribute I would look for is, is an accountant who's proactive and prepared to speak to you regularly, not someone who's just looking to complete those compliance tasks, whether they be the VAT returns or the annual accounts. Because to start with, it will most likely be that you'll be looking for something as cost effective as possible. But hopefully as the business grows and there are there will be additional complexities that come about. They're having a really good advisor in place to help you plan for that and, and see those coming in the future before they arrive too late is really key to, to choosing a choosing the right firm to work with. Fantastic. And I know you go through this with your clients, but looking into 2018, so businesses have kind of had, I guess, quite a few things kind of coming down the line. So auto-enrolment of pensions is something that small businesses have now introduced. We've got making tax digital coming up. What are your thoughts when you look out on the horizon for your clients as to where I guess you feel that you'll add most value in kind of 2018 and beyond for kind of helping clients plan for how they run their business in the best way? Sure. Well, I think, again, technology is a key part to what we do. We, we work tirelessly with a lot of software providers to ensure that we're using and recommending the best software for our clients. And I think the, the automation available within platforms like Xero and, and various other apps that interlink with that is really key for making our clients be able to run their back office and their finances as efficiently as possible. So we spend a lot of time and focus on that. And I think particularly with making tax digital coming down the line, it's absolutely key that you start adopting uh, technology now that's going to make that a seamless adjustment, you know, in, in the near future. And I know the government are introducing it to almost nudge businesses to kind of adopt digital and cloud accounting technology. But I know every zero practitioner we speak to says this is a good thing because you've referred to this, but a business owner can free up so much of their time if this is kind of what they're using. And just a, a final thing that I'd love to know is, Businesses sometimes say in order to grow, they kind of need finance, whether that be working capital, whether that be angel investors, debt or kind of equity sort of funding. What do you feel is the role of the accountant in almost preparing someone to go out and get funding for their business? Very good question. I mean, the, the number one thing about going out to get funding in an established business is ensuring that you've got numbers which are fully up to date and make sense and completely checked because they will have undertake some rigorous due diligence processes, whether it's going to a bank, whether it's going to angel investors or whatever the market is you're looking to raise money in, the first thing they're going to do is going to apply scrutiny to the finances. So having those in order is absolutely key as the first step. Keep your house in order at all times. Always be prepared. And what's kind of happening with your firm this year? So, you know, you're helping all of these clients grow. What are kind of the plans for your own company in 2018? Sure. I mean, we're, we're amongst a number of firms who are really set up to, to look at this new way of providing support to the small business community from an accounting perspective. And 
and say we've benefited from a lot of growth from that. So we actually have a number of the challenges that our clients that we work with have, and that's recruitment, that's ensuring we manage the growth, ensure we manage our own cash flow. Um, and so it's really planning for that growth and ensuring that we can manage that as we grow over the next 12 months. That's the sort of number one priority for us, aside from all the advice that we give to our clients. Well, if you don't do it, if you can't do it, I don't know who can. So I, I have absolute trust that you will do it with your own firm. But Ed, thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. It's great to hear your accounting advice, which all small businesses need to take on board. So Ed, thank you so much for sparing your time. Pleasure. Thank you for having me, Emma. That was the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, powered by Zero. Go to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast to find out more. And big thanks to audio and podcast production service Podraffy for producing this show. See you next time.